WXDX-FM, Pittsburgh. The Pirates are in free fall. Not to be petty. Tom Petty. They got swept in L.A. They're now six games under 500 and 11 games out of first place. Not only are the Pirates losing, but they have zero life, and they're incredibly sloppy. The personification of that is Gregory Polanco. He makes mistakes in the field. He makes mistakes on the base path. He looks like a six-year-old playing right field who's distracted by the ice cream truck. Uh, That game Tuesday was a joke. Yesterday, two-run loss. LA's a good team. It did complete a sweep, but you're going to lose games like that sometime. The way they lost Tuesday was a joke when Nova allowed the five home runs. The one home run, Polanco should have had. His glove was at the right height above the wall. The ball just sailed about two feet to the right. Polanco just keeps making mistakes, and they are not mistakes of aggression. They are mistakes made because you're not invested in the game. These are mistakes made because Polanco doesn't appear to be paying attention. It probably wouldn't help but not bench Polanco. I mean not play him for a week, maybe two, maybe longer. Because at the very least, I want the players to pay attention. Polanco turns the game into a joke. This is the Mark Madden Show. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call if you'd like to go one-on-one with the great one, or you could follow me on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. We are still stuck in the dog days of sports talk. I went to the Riverhounds game last night, soccer at Highmark Stadium in Station Square. The game was delayed almost three hours by lightning, so I left. And then I got home, and it was no better because my power was off. The Riverhounds did win 2-0. I saw the new Purge movie yesterday, uh, the fourth installment, the prequel, the first Purge. It was the worst of the four, but it was still pretty good. This one was more racial and political, inspired by the events of the day, perhaps. I love watching the trailers at movie theaters. A good trailer will get me to watch a movie when it comes out, to look forward to that movie. When I go to the movies, which ain't that often, I like the trailers as much as the feature. Uh, That goofy hot dog eating contest was yesterday. It makes me nauseous. The same goof won it that always does Joey Chestnut. If that's supposed to be a hot dog eating contest, if it's to determine who can eat the most hot dogs, they shouldn't be allowed to soak the buns in water and separate the hot dog from the bun. They should eat the hot dog like we do, on the bun with condiments. The way it is, they're not eating hot dogs. They're eating the components 
And why would anybody get excited about that in the first place? I'm finally tired of talking about the Penguins. I will still have Josh Joey on at 4.30 to talk about them even more because, like I said moments ago, these are the dog days of sports talk. I was listening to the B team, and one guy said the Penguins haven't done enough this offseason to catch up to the Capitals. Hey, last offseason, the Capitals didn't do anything to catch up to the Penguins. In fact, they lost a lot of key guys like Alsner, Williams, Johansson. But when the 2017-18 season came around and then the playoffs, the Capitals played better, played better at the right time, much more opportunistic. With that in mind, the Penguins have a team right now that can win the Stanley Cup. Most teams don't. The Penguins do. The question is, will they? I don't look at the Penguins of having failed this past season. They lost a tough series to the team that eventually won the Stanley Cup. They were eliminated in Game 6 in overtime. Kuhnhock will hit the post in OT. If he scores, who knows what happens in Game 7. So please don't call the Penguins a failure. If you want failure, look at the Pirates. If you want underachievement, look at the Steelers losing to Jacksonville again. The Penguins played well and came really close, and I bet the same happens this coming season and maybe better. Uh, There's an article at NBCSports.com saying the Penguins have made themselves uh, worse in the offseason. How in the frig have the Penguins made themselves worse? How does Jack Johnson, jumping in the lineup ahead of Chad Ruedel, make the Penguins worse? That's insanity. It's absolutely clueless. Uh, People want the championship won on paper before the season even starts. Sports don't work that way. Well, except in the NBA. Getting back to baseball, because it's a bucko summer here in Pittsburgh. Uh, Milwaukee won again yesterday. Keon Broxton went over the wall to pull back a home run and won the game for the Brewers. The Pirates gave Broxton away in 2015, traded him for Jason Rogers, that fat first baseman. That said, Broxton sucks this year, but that was... Some catch yesterday. Uh, Cincinnati is 16-6 and six in their last 22 games. So the Reds are just two and a half games behind Pittsburgh. The Pirates could easily wind up in last place. All y'all been talking, oh, they're right up there with Milwaukee, with St. Louis, with Chicago. They got a shot at the division. And even if you didn't think that, You thought they had a shot at the wild card. Well, really, the only thing they ever had a shot at was fourth place. Kind of like the Flint Tropics in semi-pro. Fourth place. But Pittsburgh could easily wind up in last place. All along, that's who they were going to compete with. Not Milwaukee, not Chicago, not St. Louis but with Cincinnati to see who finishes fourth and who finishes 
last. That was preordained the way it was always going to be, and so it has come to pass. I don't know what the Pirates do now because they just stink. It's the air of the home run, and the Pirates rank 25th in home runs in Major League Baseball. They rank 16th in runs, which is right in the middle. So maybe lacking power doesn't matter. Then again, the more runs, the better. Home runs produce more runs. And Starling Marte has only nine. And Bell has only five. And they're both supposed to have more power than that. Uh, Polanco leads the Pirates at home runs with 12. I'm surprised he doesn't run the bases backward. Uh, He's the only guy who needs the first and third base coach to show him where to go on a home run. And even then, he doesn't always listen. He just locks that. Polanco could use a second base coach just to tell him to turn left. Uh, The flooding is terrible. I drove through Millville today, which is ill-advised on my part. Millville's a, a great neighborhood, good people, good places there. And there was all kind of damage and detours. So anybody affected by the flooding, uh, hang in there. Water sucks. Two things are undefeated. Water is one of them. Water is undefeated. The other thing that's undefeated, well, this is the family hour between 3 and 4 o'clock, but I'm sure you can guess what it is. It rhymes with angina. And by the way, I've been having a little of that lately, so that cheap, dirty rhyming scheme is not totally in poor taste because I got it. Now people are out there thinking, wait a minute, he's a guy. Guys don't have anginas. 412-333-9939. is the number to call. Uh, Might as well get get this out of the way because it's funny. Nobody thinks it's funny. It's funny. Uh, The NFLPA and its members are making noise that they might strike in lengthy fashion for guaranteed contracts when the CBA comes due in 2020. Uh, The NBA contracts... Uh, in this free agency period, have been nutso, and they're guaranteed. So the NFL players are jealous of that money, of that guarantee. But NFL players just won't miss game checks to benefit themselves in the long run. They should, but they just won't miss game checks. To get guaranteed money, you'd have to be prepared to sit out a season. And even then, it might not work. The owners might never acquiesce to that. It's such a great system for them the way it is. But it should be noted, there's no rule in the CBA that prevents an agent from demanding a guaranteed contract. In fact, right now, there is one fully guaranteed contract in the NFL. That's Kirk Cousins. Minnesota, the quarterback, got a three-year deal. Now, the point there is it's guaranteed, so it's only a three-year deal. If money was guaranteed, the contracts would be shorter, which would be better than than how it is now. 
But uh, that would be the give back. However, unwittingly, guaranteed money would mean shorter contracts. But this is moot because they're just not going to miss game checks. It'll all come down to being allowed to smoke marijuana. Marijuana? Marijuana. That's what they want to do. You give those guys the right to get high and not get suspended, they'll cave in on the guaranteed money. That I guarantee. So the threatening to hold out for guaranteed money, to strike for guaranteed money, to miss gains for guaranteed money, it's moot. Those guys just aren't going to miss any game checks. And that's been proven time and again. And I can't figure out why, to be honest. I mean, hockey has missed an entire season and the best part of another one. You know, baseball eliminated a World Series. But football, those players just won't go the extra mile. And they'd be better off if they did, but I don't think any athlete thinks about future generations, what good negotiations in in the regard we're talking about would do future generations. I don't think any athlete thinks of those. But I think NFL players pointedly do not think about anything except that next game check. 412-333-9939. We got Yoey at 430 talking hockey. We had Matt Cullen on Tuesday. That was early in the program. If you missed that, we're going to play it late in the program, namely at 530. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yeah, Mark. What is everybody? Hi, buddy. Hey, Mr. Madden. How you doing? What up? What if they wore assless chaps? Would that help at all? If they what? The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. Uh, as I said before the break, it rained like crazy yesterday, and there was a lot of flooding. But we had fireworks last night anyway. If nuclear war broke out, if the steel building was set on fire. It would not supersede fireworks here in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just loves fireworks. You got them downtown. A lot of neighborhoods have them. Fireworks are the opiate for Pittsburgh's masses. Well, that and opiates. Uh, Here's a creepy story. FC Barcelona is a sports team that takes care of its athletes, as as witnessed by, back in 2012, a Barca player, Eric Abadal, had a tumor on his liver and needed a transplant. So Barca illegally bought him a liver, or so the story goes now. Abadal denies this report. He says the liver came from his cousin. I guess all you need is a piece of a liver, and then it, it regenerates. But the story goes that the liver was bought illegally. Okay, so how do you buy a liver illegally? You hear stories about people being drugged and waking up in a bathtub full of ice missing a kidney, which would suck. But how do you illegally buy a liver? Like if somebody comes up to me, okay, bad example, nobody would want my liver. But say you came up to a healthy 20-something-year-old person and said, look, I'll give you 50K for part of your liver to put in me and save my life. Why couldn't that person sell the liver? What what do you need to do to illegally buy a liver? Maybe it was that bathtub full of ice scenario I was talking about. Now, since organs are for sale, well, there's 
certain organs that have always been for sale, albeit on a temporary basis. But given that organs are for sale, the pirate should buy Gregory Polanco a brain, get Tyler Glasnow a heart, and get the whole damn team some courage. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, interesting story in USA Today today by Kevin Allen, uh, our buddy, the esteemed hockey writer. Slava Voinov, remember him? Won a couple cups with the Kings. But in 2014, he committed domestic abuse. Beat the heck out of his wife. The reports were just disgusting. And she uh, took a bunch of stitches. So he got chucked out of the league. The Kings voided his contract. He went back and played in the KHL. He did some jail time. Jail time. But now everything he had to do to satisfy his sentence has been completed. And the domestic assault has been expunged from his record. Now, like I say, he's been playing in the KHL in Russia since 2014. Now he wants to come back. And Kevin Allen right in USA Today, don't let him come back. This was severe domestic assault. You threw him out in 2014. Don't let him come back in 2018. And while there are very few things I disdain more than domestic assault, what, are you going to tell this guy he can never play again in the National Hockey League? He paid his debt to society. He did exactly what he was told, fulfilled it to the letter. And now he can't play? Now, there are suspensions that are official, and then there are bans that are just understood. For example, Ray Rice punched out his woman in the elevator on videotape, and he never played a down after that and never will again. And I don't quite know what guys are supposed to do for a living when you take away the one thing they can do. And I understand that, you know, when you do terrible things, you pay a price for it. But what if the price you were supposed to pay was paid? And now that's over. What, you still can't play? And if that's the case, I get it. I don't know that I disagree with it. But I don't know what I would do if I were that guy, if I were Slava Voinov. And believe me, if, if, if he wouldn't come to the Penguins at a price that would fit under the cap, I'd be saying, oh, bring him back. What's he supposed to do? I think him and his wife are still together. You know, the European thing with domestic abuse, different culture. I don't say that flippantly or agreeably, different culture. Then again, boy, a lot of women stay with their man after they get abused, and I, I, it's the Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, I don't want to comment a lot on this because it's a slippery slope to talk about. And I'm not saying the guy should play, but if he's fulfilled all the obligations legally he has to, it really is a tough argument to say he can't. You know what it's like? It's like that Luke Heimlich, the college pitcher who molested his niece, says he didn't now but admitted to it then to, to get it off his record ASAP. Does that mean he never pitches in the major leagues, never gets a chance? 
Apparently, it does mean exactly that because he's been arguably the best pitcher in college baseball for two years. Nobody drafted him. Nobody even wants him as a free agent. So uh, these are tricky situations. And, and I can tell you for sure, the Heimlich thing's extreme because of the, you know, a kid, the implications there. I can tell you for sure, 20 years ago, maybe even 10, Voinov would have long since been back in the NHL. Just a different time, a different way, a better way of looking at domestic violence. But I just don't know if I can say the guy should never play in the National Hockey League again. I just don't know if I can say that. Want to hear what you think, Dow? 412-333-9939. Nick in the car is on hold. We'll get to him first thing after this commercial break. Please patronize our sponsors. I should say that more. Please do patronize our sponsors. I ate way too much on July 4th, by the way. I always do. I went to my uh, buddy Dave McKenzie's house. His wife, Jackie, always cooks way too much and way too well. Then I went to the River Hans game. I saw my my buddy Tuffy Schallenberger, the owner. John Paul, my buddy, was in the box as well, the owner's box. They have way too much great food. That the, the River Hans owner's box kills it for bakery. They always had this great selection of cookies. They also had, the, it's not bakery, but they had uh, great uh, buffalo chicken dip. And listen to this. They had upside-down caramel apple cake. Now, you have no idea what that is, right? Neither did I, until I wound up eating three pieces of it. 105.9 X. X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. Hey. How you doing, buddy? Let me check. Let me see what I'm wearing today. Yep, my shoes cost more than your house. The X at 105.9. A note about the Slava Voinov case. Slava Voinov kicked out of the NHL in 2014 for a severe case of domestic abuse. Uh, He has fulfilled all legal obligations. He wants to come back and play in the National Hockey League, but... uh, the debate is whether or not the league will let him. And I'm getting a lot of tweets saying, oh, he hit a woman, that's the worst thing you can do. I think hitting anybody's the worst thing you can do. I mean, we're all equal, right? Assault is assault, right? Anyway, um, but but I do agree, you, you got to withstand severe punishment for a domestic violence incident, but, but Voinov has. And... Uh, for those who say he should never play in the National Hockey League again, what were you saying when James Harrison got arrested for domestic abuse in 2008? Uh, an arrest that did not lead him to sustaining one single bit of discipline, not legally, not through the Steelers, and not through the National Football League. Didn't miss a paycheck, didn't miss a game. Cedric Wilson, his teammate, hit his woman at roughly the same time, and he got cut. Never before and never since has what's important in football been so on display. And it ain't morality. It's how good you are as a football player. So Harrison did the same thing, though. He went through all the legal channels, fulfilled all legal obligations, got his record cleared, 
I still think he should have been punished at some level, but as I've often said, I had no problem with him playing again. I think it should be talked about in perpetuity, but I had no problem with him playing again. Now, you people who had no problem with Harrison playing, why you got a problem with Voinoff playing? And yeah, I know Voinoff's assault was said to be very severe, but we're not on the 10-point must system here. You know, domestic assault is domestic assault. So I want your thoughts at 412-333-WXDX. You know who shouldn't talk about soccer? People who know nothing about soccer. I posted a blog today saying that the uh, Super Bowl was not a pimple on the World Cup's ass. I mean, worldwide. The World Cup is by far the biggest event on the globe. Far bigger than the Super Bowl worldwide. Just because it's popular in America, I mean, it's a bigger world than just America. But I'm going to talk later about things in American sports that are just as annoying, if not more so, than diving in soccer. I hear a lot of criticism about the diving, the rolling around, the writhing in agony. And as a big soccer fan, I agree that some of it is embarrassing. Like, uh, go, go to my website, the, the, the Mark Madden page at the X.com. Uh, I have a video of Neymar of Brazil writhing like he was dying. And yeah, as a soccer fan, as a sports fan in general, I don't like it. But there's lots of stuff about American sports that are just as annoying to me, if not more so. Anyway, but in another vein regarding the World Cup and soccer, I listened to somebody on the B team say, when a soccer game goes to overtime, they should just play till there's a winner. Allow them more substitutes if need be, but don't go to penalty kicks. Penalty kicks is a skills competition. It shouldn't be decided that way. You have to do it that way. You have to go to PKs. You have to. You can't play a game that never stops. It never stops. You can't play that game on a field that size and play indefinitely. I heard this host use the expression, play till somebody drops over. Well, somebody would drop over. It's that type of game. And I don't know how many substitutions you'd want to allow in extra time. But at that point, if you take the whole first team off the field for both teams, you're compromising the result that way. Certain things in sports are just accepted within the context of that sport, and what's thought of outside the context of that sport really doesn't matter. So it's PKs at the end of 90 plus 30, at the end of 90 minutes regulation plus 30 minutes extra time. And then I hear, well, why can't the 30 minutes be sudden death? Because it's not, you know. Uh, the extra time in soccer, you play the 30 minutes regardless. Two 50-minute halves. And the answer to that is because it just isn't. Everybody wants every sport to reflect American values. The American way of doing things, which in our country is sudden death. In hockey, in football, until they adjusted that. Basketball, it's not because that would be just even dumber than basketball generally is. But uh, it doesn't always have to be like we do it here. 
especially in sports that didn't originate here. Football, yeah, that's American. Baseball, yeah, that's American. Basketball, yeah, that's American. Hockey's Canadian. Soccer's European. Depending on you know who you believe where it was invented, it ain't American. I know that for sure. But if, if you don't know about soccer, don't talk about it. You might be thinking, well, fat ass, you don't know about certain things and you talk about them. That's right, because I have to fill three hours. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Can't wait for the semifinals. Excuse me, the quarterfinals. They start tomorrow for the World Cup. Just can't wait. Let's go to Frank on the turnpike. Frank, you're on with Double M. Oh, hey, Mark. What's good? Hi, I uh, was talking about the uh, domestic abuse and the James Harrison situation. I, I think I can draw a distinction between the, you know what he did and what the hockey player did. And... Uh, in Jimmy's case, he was just trying to get his kid baptized. Are you trying to imitate so, uh, Mr. Rooney? Well, no. I mean, he had to give her some Irish sunglasses. But, I mean, at the end of the day... I, I don't get what you're saying. Are you, are you trying to make light of domestic abuse? It really sounds I'm to me saying, like you are. No, I don't appreciate that at all. See you later. And, by the way, when Mr. Rooney excused James Harrison and called him Jimmy and said it was okay really did say it was okay because he was trying to get his kid baptized, and I guess the, the girlfriend didn't want that. I'm a big admirer of Dan Rooney. I think he's the single most effective sports owner in the history of Pittsburgh and maybe in the history of sports when it comes to winning and doing things with class and character. When Dan Rooney said that, it's the only time I ever heard him sound pathetically stupid. Pathetically stupid. Stupid. I guess everybody's entitled to that a couple times in their life, and certainly with Mr. Rooney, it happened less than with him than almost anybody, but that was an awful thing to say. There's just no joking about that subject. There just isn't. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I want to get some calls lined up for this, but next segment I'm going to talk about this. Whenever you see an ad on TV for food or a print ad for food, you know, magazine, newspaper, it always looks better in the ad than it does when you get it, right? And that's just advertising. I mean, you're, you're, you're videotaping or photographing the optimum hamburger, Whopper, you know, Wendy's Double, whatever, whatever the ad's for. But what food do you see in ads looks closest to what you saw in that ad when you get it. I, I got a couple. I, I got a couple that really, really do rally around that notion. I, it, some are pretty obvious, but 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 one in particular looks exactly like you see in the ad. Dial now, 412-333-WXDX. Uh, Again, I've said this, you know, for a couple. I don't know what to say about the Pirates. This is going so badly. They looked embarrassingly terrible in Los Angeles getting swept those games. Now, I know there are some people who are saying that, okay, there's six games under 500. I think they're 40 and 46, right? And that is not all that far off predictions people made for the season in terms of winning percentage. Like, for example, what was it I said? Like 76, 77, 
78 wins, something like that. They're on a pace to not finish all that far off that. But they were 27 and 19 at one point, and since then they stink. And they look horribly disorganized and disinterested. Now, I heard people talking on, on other programs about whether they should fire Clint Hurdle. I don't know what good firing Clint Hurdle would do, but I'd probably fire him. I think the stuff like the four-man outfield rotation, playing Sean Rodriguez no matter what, uh, the fact that the that the pitchers haven't developed, that's a Ray Searage thing too, but pitchers on this team just aren't developing anymore. Not the reclamation projects, they're not being saved. The youngsters coming in aren't doing well. Look at some of the promising youngsters that have passed through Pittsburgh. Garrett Cole, Tyler Glasnow, Jamison Tyon. None of them are performing up to the standard expected. And then Garrett Cole goes to Houston and looks like the big train, Walter Johnson. And I know he's playing for a better team and probably has a motivation he hasn't felt in quite some time out there on the mound. But, but nonetheless, he's doing better there than he did here. So I probably would fire Clint Hurdle. I would definitely fire Ray Searage. But I'm just not sure how good it would, what good it would do. Same with Neil Huntington. I'm not sure what good it would do. And Huntington works well under a budget, and that's always going to be a constraint here in Pittsburgh. Now, uh, I know the Pirates have the youngest average age in MLB with their pitching staff. But you know what? Whether excrement's old, whether it's been sitting out on the sidewalk for a week, or whether it just come out the dog's backside, dog crap smells bad. Can Searage make a go? Can he develop these young pitchers? Well, so far, the way these guys are performing, it suggests he can't. Nick Kingham looks awful. Now, maybe part of that is going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between the bigs and AAA. But, but the thing with the Pirates is, okay, they stink. We know that. They don't have much talent. We know that. They gave too much of it away uh, after 2015. Got payroll slit their own throat, slammed the window shut on their own fingers. On your fingers, the fans. But I just don't think they're getting the maximum out of what talent they do have. And the things that Searage and Hurdle used to do, they appear not able to do anymore. 412-333-9939. Oh, uh, one other pirate note. Uh, Francisco Cervelli, who's been on the DL Begins a rehab assignment tonight with Double A Altoona. Oh, this baseball reference too just tweeted: the biggest changes this year in attendance per game. The Marlins number one; they've dropped by 11k, as have the Blue Jays. Tigers, Orioles, and Royals down 7k per game. The Pirates down uh, 6,500. And don't forget how much it dropped the year before this and also the year before that. When we come back, what foods look the same in person as they do in the advertising? 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Konnichiwa, bitches. Konnichiwa. Hi, Marco. I have some porn question for you. That right there, my friend, that's asking for trouble. The X at 105.9.
If you need further convincing that the Pirates stink, in those three games at Los Angeles, which the Pirates lost, the Pirates walked twice and struck out 24 times. The Pirates are playing a grotesque parody of baseball. Okay, whenever you see an ad on TV, for fast food or any food, really, none of the food pictured looks that good in real life. In the ad, it's thicker and fluffier and more colorful. And it might be good in real life, but does not look the same. So my question is, what food looks the same in real life as it does in ads? And there are a number that do. For example, pizza. Pizza usually looks the same in the ad as it does in real life. Donuts, like Dunkin' commercials, usually look the same on TV as they do in real life. But donuts are an easier presentation. So is pizza. Burgers, burgers, when you put them together and put the wrapper on them, everything gets scrunched together. I don't want to name the, the, the outlet because I don't want to say their food doesn't look good in person, but there's one burger chain in particular. When you take that wrapper off, it looks nothing like you saw on TV, but it still tastes really good. And that's the, the bottom line. But you don't look exactly the same in its ad. TV, print, wherever. Looks the same in its ad as it does when you get it. And it looks glorious and tastes glorious, Dairy Queen Blizzard. The Dairy Queen Blizzard looks great on TV. It looks great when you get it at the DQ. They turn it upside down to show you how solid it is. I always wanted like them to hold it upside down to like a really attractive, bosomy girl and just watch it spill all over, you know, her, her cleavage. Now, that's not me being sexist. That's Dairy Queen being inefficient. But th- that's my choice, the DQ Blizzard. What's yours? 412-333-WXDX. Uh, a-, a couple people on Twitter still saying how bad soccer sucks and nobody watches it. I always like to say nobody watches it. For one thing, the World Cup ratings, even without America in the tournament, are very good on Fox. Secondly, in Atlanta, the MLS team, and that's crap soccer. The MLS team's averaging 50K per game. The Braves are averaging 31K, which is a lot more than the Pirates. Uh, in Seattle, the MLS team's averaging 47K per game. The Mariners are averaging 27. In Toronto, the MLS team averaging 26K per game. The Blue Jays averaging 28, so that's pretty much neck and neck. Now, those are exceptions and not the rule. The people do watch soccer. Let's go to Dean and Irwin. Dean, you're on with Double M. Hello, Double M. Dean, uh, what's just up? Wanted to, just wanted to say uh, I don't understand why I agree with you. I don't know why Americans try to Americanize soccer whenever the entire world agrees upon a set of rules. Well, I don't want them to Americanize it. I just want them to not tell me it sucks. Okay, right. John Steigerwald, right. who I love, great guy. We keep talking about how, you know, soccer stinks and he saw a dive and he'll never watch it again. And I tweeted back, well, you won't be missed. You just won't be missed. Go watch a baseball game that takes five hours and has 10 minutes of actual action.
go do that, old guy. I'm an old guy too, but but I like soccer. We got Dave in Monroeville. Dave, stay on hold. We'll get to you in a second. No quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. In just 30 seconds, I talk about how great soccer is now rotten other America how rotten American sports are. It's true, it's damn true. 30 seconds away here on the X.